0: blog talk radio have you ever dreamed of one day becoming a speaker and sharing your knowledge and life experiences with others but just didn't know where to begin then you've tuned into the right show on Love That Speaker, you will hear from speakers in various stages of their journey to the front of the room. They will share some of their ups and downs, as well as tips and tricks to creating a talk and getting booked. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host today, Dr. Vicki High and Linda Ballastetos.
1: Hey folks, this is Linda Bystedt and I'm here with Dr. Vicky High and you joined us on Love That Speaker radio show. We've got a really big show today sort of sounded like Ed Sullivan, didn't I? We have a really big show today, Vicki. I don't know that everybody knows that reference, but at least you and I do, right? Yeah, we do. Vicki, can you tell us a little bit about our guest today? I'm really excited to have her on the show.
2: I am too, Linda. We are thrilled to welcome Kira Schaefer. She is the founder of an independent publishing company called As You Wish Publishing. It's a business dedicated to making book publishing accessible for aspiring authors who want to publish solo books and also participate in a number of collaborative books. Kira helps authors get their messages heard to bring hope-filled, real-life stories to the world. Her passion is to debunk the myth that writing is difficult and only available for a lucky chosen few. And if you want to share your story with the world and learn more about upcoming projects, you can reach Kira at www.asyouwishpublishing.com, and I know for a fact it works because she helped me achieve that dream at being a co-author in a number of collaborative books. So welcome, Kira. We are thrilled to have you with us.
3: Well, I am excited to be here. I'm like talking to my two favorite people in the whole entire world, (laughs) so yay for us to get to talk to each other.
2: (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? I, I think the same thing. I think it's a great day when I can spend time with you and Linda. So let's get started because I know people, there are a number of people who are so petrified of writing and speaking that we want to know more from your perspective. Um, first of all, how can someone get started writing professionally?
3: Okay, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of things. First of all, when we say professionally, we mean some, somebody's paying us for our work or we are, you know, getting out there, we're selling our books, we're selling our content. Um, but it can also transfer into um, writing professionally that actually brings you clients or brings you customers and things like that. So you can do free, um, but everything from free to paid. I'm just going to kind of run through a little bit of a list here. Um, so free, you can do like blogging and guest blogging to lead people back to your program or service, um, and that can be really, really powerful because you are then putting yourself aside as an expert, and if you're guest blogging or you're doing a radio show just like this and, um, and you're a guest on a radio show, so you're speaking, um, that can be a fantastic way, again, to set yourself apart as an expert because that's what people really need to see. You know, if you're sitting at home, you're not writing, not speaking, not getting out there, not talking to people, you're not letting people know about what you do and how you help the world, um, they're not going to know. No one's going to knock on your door as much as you visualize it. I hate to say that. <laughs> but, you know, it's like we, we do the things that, we are, that are put in our heart to do because we want to be of service and we want to do all the good things. But we also need to know we got to get out there and do them. So first off, write, speak, get out there. And I know that can be a little bit unsettling sometimes, but if you are here to do some good work, it's important for you to do it. The next thing would be being a part of collaborative books, you know, so that you can buy them wholesale and then sell them retail. If there's profit share options with royalties, that's really good. Um, And then most of the time people buy into those, but right now we have a um, special book that's coming out. It's going to be amazing, um, and it's called uh, Everyday Hope. And, uh, and that one people can write in for free. So even if you don't have any money to get started, there is still possibilities out there for you. You can also publish your solo book with an independent publisher, like as you were publishing,
0: and, uh,
3: and then make sure you get the max royalty and lowest print cost for those. So that's how you can get started from the bare bones basic, I've got no money in the bank, all the way to I'm ready to invest and go big time and use a book as a catalyst to start getting speaking engagements.
2: I know that having a book is really a bonus when it comes to trying to uh, schedule, you know, speaking engagements. They call it back of room or selling it at a, an exhibitor's bookstore there at the event. So how yeah. can someone use a book to get more speaking engagements?
3: Well, I think now and more and more all the time, we're starting to see that, a book is more of a business card for yourself, um, and so we want to utilize your ability to express what you do and how you show up in the world. And I'm and I'm talking to your listeners here because you guys already do it. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you, Vicki <laughs> and Linda are just telling you they're walking the talk. Okay, so. Um, so when we, we look at that, we, we are able to hand a publicist a book or we're able to hand somebody something uh, who uh, belongs to maybe some kind of organization that you feel really drawn to connecting with and uh, or it's something that's in your heart. It's a passion. You know, we have a couple of uh, death doulas, and if you don't know what a death doula is, it's basically very simply. It's a birth, that is, a, a helpmate during the birthing process for um, new moms and dads. Um, it's on the other end of the spectrum, which is people who help with the death process and getting people's um, needs in order and helping them with the hospice program, stuff like that. And uh, so they, you know, create their books and their speaking at hospice types of organizations. So it's a way to get your foot in the door and offer the things that you do really well. You could go to churches. You can do to uh, other types of organizations, children's organizations, hospitals. Um, you can even talk at libraries and all kinds of stuff. It's you're very, you're very unlimited when it comes to this once you have either a book or a collaborative book under your belt because it's going to make – a massive difference. And if it's market properly,
1: you won't
3: be asking people <laughs> for speaking engagements. They're going to be asking you to come and speak to their organization. Um, Christy Blakeway, who just did uh, Beyond Hello in Vancouver, she said, I'm starting to have to turn people away, uh, <laughs> you know, because they're coming to me, and I had like nine speaking engagements set up. So, you know, and now with Zoom being a boom right now, um, it's, it's just – so unlimited. So connecting your book with charitable causes can be another way um, to get out in front of more people. And if your heart is in the right place for this, then it's going to make all the difference in the world.
2: I think those are just great ideas. And thank you for those kind comments. We have certainly benefited from As You Wish Publishing. Um, how do you know, and I know this is a lot of speakers and writers both feel this way. How do you know if your writing and speaking is worthwhile and valuable to readers and listeners?
3: So, you know, this is the thing. It always is. It always is. So so the the thing that most people come to me with is they say, well, I don't know if I'm a good writer or I don't know if, you know, somebody will want to buy my book or I don't know if if." whatever, you know, I'm, I am i don't know if this is good enough. And uh, the, the first thing I say to pe- most people is, uh, it is. And they're like, but you haven't read it yet. And I'm like, I know. It <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> if I've read it or not. And you're like, wait a minute, Kira. Wait, I almost hear Linda in my head going, wait a minute, Kira. Um, you know, because there's so, and the reason why I say that, because Linda is, is so real and so down to earth and so <laughs> genuine. I just love you, Linda and uh, but no, really, truly, you know people have um, an amazing ability. What I have seen is this anomaly where people ninety eight percent of people are fantastic writers and believe they aren't, and the two percent that need extra help with their writing uh, don't ask for it and they're kind of overly confident <laughs> about it so we we wanted to find that balance um, and especially help people know. In that ninety-eight percent, that what they have to offer is is amazing. So, um, and and I and I, I dare to say this, but I have seen people that hold really important offices in this world um, and who are complete jerks, you know, and say whatever they want with no concern of the consequences whatsoever. And so, when I when I think about that, the gift that that gives us all right now is the ability to go, I, you know what, I have a valuable thing to say. I have a loving thing to say. I have a worthwhile thing to say. I have a, something to say that will help benefit other people in the world. So, therefore, <laughs> I think it's okay for you to just go ahead and say it. <laughs> you know, just go ahead and write it. Just get it out there and do it because we have editors for a reason and editors are amazing at what they do. They um, they work very hard at learning how to do it, and so we should let them shine as well. So uh, we can always edit something bad, but I can't edit anything that isn't there, you know. So that's my
2: thought. I, th- I think that is very true, and I know that um, a lot of people try to edit their own work. And it is impossible, I think, to edit your own work because you wrote it. Sometimes you read the sentence, and I know for me, I'll go back and think, wait, where's the other word that was in there? And so (laughs) I know that those professional editors really can make a difference in the quality of the work you put out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And so if we've got them – we might as well use them, you know, because and, – and then what they do is they – a really good editor isn't going to change your voice. Um, a really great editor isn't going to change your voice. A really great editor is going to help enhance it and make it better. So we want to be careful. When we are looking at editors and you are looking at people to, to help you with your work, a couple of red flags are going to be, you know and, – and these are with speech writers too or speech editors is, uh, mm-hmm. is that they come back and say – this isn't good, or they don't give you anything that's constructive, or they, they just tell you what they think works really well without really um, honoring what your expression is. So, you know, They're you know, really I mean, still pay them yeah. to do it, but still, yeah.
2: Well, and I think what you're saying is you want them to be correcting and improving your sentences, not giving you new words to say that they want you to tell, they want you to say out loud. I get that Absolutely. And I think that's mm-hmm. really valuable advice. Well, have you ever encountered any difficulties? you know, challenges, deadlines, any of those things?
3: Um, challenges with uh, getting books done?
2: Just anything that comes to mind
3: any challenges, oh sure
2: <laughs> you
3: know um, the main I think the main thing is when when since we're the publisher we ha, we ha, so it's so funny you know when we since we're independent publishers there's two types mm-hmm. of books we do collaborative books and then solo books so collaborative books is where um Uh, we have to follow a deadline. We have to follow a deadline because we want to get a book out at a certain time. So when we have our authors who are feeling a little less courageous, um, that are feeling a little bit like they are um, not enough or not measuring up, (laughs) sometimes they miss the deadline or sometimes they get right up to the deadline and um, they get right up to that deadline and then they, they come to me and they go, oh, my gosh. I don't know what to do. I feel terrible. I can't write this. And I say, I completely understand that. Let's find out what's wrong. Why don't you send me your article or your piece? Because then I say to them, it's good enough. You're okay, you know. Because there's there's mm-hmm. that's the, the fear that comes up in people. So when we look at it, um, we want to make sure that we are um, just honoring you know, what they're wanting to say. And so when we have a solo book, I did a small children's solo book, which by the way I don't do children's books, but I did it um for a friend just to see, you know, what it was all about. And uh and her son her son wrote it. So he was ten years old. And it's just the Flames uh, and Dragons. Book? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Flame uh Flame and Sparkles. Yeah. And I love um that book. it's such a cute book. It's so adorable. And so, you know, she said, so this is how we learn that we're either not enough, not doing the right thing, or believe something, some kind, believe in some type of limitation. Um, uh, he he took his book to his class and his teacher and all this kind of stuff, and his teacher said, well, I'm sure your publisher is going to want your next book right away. And he goes, well, actually, my publisher is really cool, and she just kind of lets me be as creative as I want to when I want to be. And I'm like, Oh, I love you. Good <laughs> and answer, off, though. Yes, what a great I answer. Know. I know. It's just so fantastic. So I'm just thinking to myself, amazing. You know, that is good because I've taught him and his mother has taught him. And, you know, just by being honoring of the person who is the artist and the person who's doing what they're doing, um, that even somebody in authority – Because a child sees a teacher as, like, Mm -hmm. you know, up there with their parents or maybe even further, right, Um, because uh, they hold their grades in their hands. Uh, But to say that instead, you know, that just is so beautiful. So when you write a solo book with us, you get to choose your guidelines. You get to choose if you want accountability. And so that piece is is a really cool thing, Um, and it's opening, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kindness in my, in my view, and it helps to build confidence. So, yeah, I mean, deadlines, you know, are self-imposed for the most part. But collaborative books, sometimes I do have to connect with people a little bit more and make sure they feel safe enough to submit
1: their article.
2: Well, and I think that it's so important that people find their confidence but like you were describing, sometimes right before the finish line, they go, "Wait a minute! I don't know if I can do this or not." And so you just play a pivotal role at saying, "Sure, you got this." Kind of like a cheerleader, yeah. a, a publishing cheerleader, say, "You got this! Come on! You're just, you're just right there at the finish line. Take a step forward, and and it'll be done." That's very exciting. Well, I wanted to give Linda an opportunity. Linda, do you have some questions that you'd like to ask Kara?
1: Oh, I just might have a question or two. First of all, <laughs> Kira, thanks so much for all your kind words, and I think it's going to be a love fest today, guys. Because oh yeah, <laughs> Vicky and I absolutely adore this woman, um, Kira. You have the magic of what it takes to make the books that you publish. Uh, number one bestseller in Amazon. Several of the books that Vicki and I have been in have gone international. So you have that, that um, Harry Potter magic wand, I guess I should say, that <laughs> well, makes it all happen. Right, Vicki? Absolutely. She does. <laughs> so I do have a couple Doesn't of questions, they? though, Kira. Uh, you were talking a little bit earlier about how books are not necessarily – limited to those that want uh, to be on the speaking tour. Um, You know, it's it's not just professional speakers. So for the entrepreneurs that are out there and listening, how could they benefit? I know you touched on it, but how could they benefit from participating in, and even just a collaboration book, not writing the whole book, but just participating in a collaboration book? How could they benefit from that?
3: well i mean it it's a game changer it really is a game changer because, like I said before, your set aside is as the experts in in what it is that you are um, you know putting out there you know to your customers and that kind of thing it offers an additional stream of income additional revenue stream um, and even with a collaborative book because what we do is we uh, you know we we want to make sure people can sell their books wholesale to retail and that kind of thing um and So that can be really a fantastic way to go. Um, It's also, uh, like I said, um, a way of credibility building that you cannot get in any other medium. The only thing is maybe if you have just, you know, worked incredibly hard, to try to get a million followers on YouTube or something. Uh, I think you could be considered an influencer there. But but when it comes to having an actual physical book in your hand or even an e-book, um, it makes people stand up and pay attention. Uh, that's not going to be something that goes away anytime soon, even with you know advances in technology and all that kind of stuff, because people still um, understand and know. And it is a big deal. Like, it, yes, you can go out, you can you know, try to self-publish a, a book and, and tr- try to get it as perfect as you can, which is something that I think a lot of people can do very, very well. Um, but it's, it's really, um, gosh, it's just such a heart-centered thing to do. And, and it's showing the world that you and what you have to say Important, and they and they do stand up and listen. So even though people can do a lot with publishing now that they couldn't before, it still hasn't lost that um, that sincere expert sincere expertise that only comes with writing a book because it takes on a totally different mental faculty. You know, just like speaking takes on a totally different mental faculty. You have to um, really engage, know how to engage with your audience and your reader to be able to get that message across. I love that. Yeah. so if, yeah. And, and Money, Cura. Time, <laughs> Money, time, love.
1: Money, time, love. It. There
2: you go. <laughs> love
1: it. Love it. Love it. Now, Kira, now, as we're... Tr- to, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Vicki.
2: Excuse me for interrupting. I think that along the heels of that, one of the best benefits that I realized from this whole experience has been I have my own author page on Author Central. So that... Yeah. I'd love to hear your two cents worth on that, too, Kira, for our listeners.
3: Well, I mean, that's that's something that's amazing, too, because when you have your author page on Amazon Central and you have your book linked up to your author page, so if you've got, and Vicki, and I think you've got, like, what, 10 books on there now, <laughs> something like that. Hey, um but who's counting? Yeah, I yeah, know, right. Um, and so, you know, when you have that, you have your list of books, which is so cool because then people can just click on it and buy one of your books, that kind of thing. It also shows if they're um, inherently ranking bestseller. That's really neat. But you also have your bio. You can have your events that are coming up. It's kind of like another promotional page beyond Facebook, way more credibility building. Um, You've got your bio image. You can do videos, all kinds of stuff. Um, to continue to help bring people back to your brand page or back to your Facebook or whatever it is, or your offering, or your – there's so much you can do with that uh, that can really uh, amplify people's experience with you. Um, Because we we talk about sales and we talk about marketing and that kind of thing, but really when somebody experiences you, they want to keep experiencing you. They want to keep getting the wisdom from you that they've been getting. They want to keep getting more understandings, more awarenesses. They want to continue to be asked those questions that are so profound that I know you and Linda both ask. Um, I, you know, So when, you, when you're a writer, when you're a speaker and that kind of thing, having another outlet that has access to millions and millions and millions of people is something you don't want to
1: push to the wayside. So that's a great question, Ziggy.
2: Thanks for letting one me of, jump in there, Linda.
1: Sure. So one of the other things I want to go back to, and you mentioned earlier how I just kind of break it down. So I want to go back and talk about that first-time author. If they're listening right now, Kira, and they're wondering, what would I write about? And how, what could you advise them on what makes a story interesting what is it that grabs someone's attention what makes them want to read it well authenticity is the first one
3: you know is that you can't want to write a book from a place of i'm going to see what i can get out of this because we can certainly get a lot out of it as an author as a speaker we can get a lot out of authoring a book but when has made as you wish so successful What I know is made you you gal so successful. What I know that is going to make all the new authors out there so successful is their ability to connect with their audience in an authentic and vulnerable. So if you're writing a story or you're writing something, so so we're gonna go to nonfiction because fiction and nonfiction are actually pretty similar. If you're telling a story, Um, we're gonna probably put up some creative writing classes soon, but. But when we, I love nonfiction because I love the reality of people moving through trials and tribulations, real people, everyday people who have the same faculties as everyone else, who has the same abilities as everyone else. They're not living at some exalted state of goo-goo, guru-dom. <laughs> guru-dom, that's a new word. <laughs> um, they're, they're not there, right? They're just everyday folks. And so, you know, when I... And I love that because that's like Eat, Pray, Love, right, Liz Gilbert? That was just, mm-hmm. you know, I think that was a fictional story loosely based on her life. But um, that's kind of like, to me, what makes it successful is you're starting in kind of a place of any story, starting in a place of, okay, here is a little bit of my conflict happening. Because I think we're all kind of in a little bit of conflict um, most of the time, it seems like it's happening more and more recently, um, but, uh, but that's just our timing here. Um, but I think more so it's more of a uh, we can relate to someone in conflict or in someone that's having a difficulty or having a challenge, and we're interested in seeing what happens, how are they going to get through this. And one of the, the things that happens when we do a collaborative book is we give somebody a thousand words to go through their conflict, their rising action, their climax, and their, their solution within like, like I said, a thousand words. And so, so it's, it's so fascinating to watch somebody, you know, work through this type of piece. So having kind of snippets can be really fun because a lot of people, when they're reading a book, uh, they like a lot of variety. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's like, oh ooh, this is this person's story. So doing a collab book is just so fun because people went the reader from the reader's standpoint, because they get to see how lots of different voices kind of come together that. and harmonize under one topic or theme.
1: Yeah, so I love that. A, I love that. Yeah,
3: it's really fabulous.
1: And so, Kira, um, we need to break for commercial break here, but uh, when we come back, could you maybe share a story of one of your authors that may have been hesitant in the beginning but found the value of being an author and moving forward in being on the stage or, or the success story of someone? Sure. <laughs> Very good. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty of those, Kira. (laughs) So, folks, we'll be back uh, in just a bit with a little more from Dr. Vicki High and Kira Schaefer.
2: Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Just Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to justfoundation.org.
0: Have you ever been moved by a speaker who touches your heart? What are the unique talents that set them apart from other speakers? Do they have some magic formula for connecting? Do you want to become that kind of speaker? Dr. Vicki High and Linda Ballastatos have a winning combination to present speakers that want people coming back for more. Together, they command a room, engage with audiences, and value laughter as a means to educate, inform, and entertain. If you'd like to learn from these two experts, join us. To become a speaker who leaves the stage with Love That Speaker on everyone's lips, email us at speaker at gmail.com for more details. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
2: Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Linda Biaseros and our guest, Kira Schaefer. And before the break, we were talking about um, someone's success story that is one of your authors. What can you tell us, Kira, that we would just love to hear?
3: Well, I, you know, we have uh, Christy Blakely, who, and this, this really actually follows the thing that the suggestion I was giving for new, new uh, writers um, is having little tidbits or little stories throughout that can be really uh, powerful. Um, she wrote a book called Beyond Hello, Rekindling the Human Spirit, One Conversation at a Time. And in this book, she has gone around, um, actually, it was actually uh, through a 10-year process, and she collected all of these stories from the homeless people on the streets of Vancouver. And um, she just went and she was like, hey, you know, can we can we buy you lunch? Can we, you know, what can we do? And, and also she had done this thing with her children, um, she is a principal at a high school, or no, I'm sorry, not a high school, and uh, at a school, and she was able to um, take her, the kids down to, um, down to the streets of Vancouver and uh, help the folks there connect with loved ones that they hadn't seen. So it was kind of like a Christmas project and kind of a card-giving project, and it wasn't going to be, you know, a big whole thing, a big 10-year project. But it happened that it just filled her heart up. And this is what I'm talking about, being connected to something that is authentic and real and and bigger than us. And so um, this book is filled with the stories from the people living on the streets. And it's so powerful. I mean, I that book, I cry, I laugh, I cry, I laugh. And I, was, I read it in a Starbucks, which was my first mistake, um, <laughs> because what I do – with all of the books that I get, um, my husband takes them, we send them to our editor, and then he relooks at it again, makes sure that all the edits are are good send we send it to the author, the author approves or rejects the edits because that's important to us If we make an edit, and the solo author is like, "I don't like that edit. We want to give them the opportunity to change it they don't They're not stuck with what we believe they should do and um, but we do have those standards anyway. So then what happens, after we get the book all done, I send the book to the um, – I send a copy of the physical copy of the paperback book from Amazon to the author. I get a copy, and I sit down, and I read the book. And, um, and I look at it from a reader's eyes, because that also helps me with marketing it. It helps me with getting it all in the right places. It helps me know it. And, uh, and then I do a final proof of it. Um, sitting at Starbucks, crying, laughing, crying and laughing, thinking they're, they're going to kick me out of here. <laughs> don't know so the first measure of success, can you make Kira cry uh, and laugh while reading your book, if you can do that. And all of my authors so far have accomplished that goal many times over. Um, and, uh, and so that's one measure of success. And the second measure is, of course, you know Christy Then ended up selling 1,200 copies of her book, um, and with each within the first three months, um, then with each copy of the book, she was going to buy a meal for someone in need. So she connected it to this authentic, genuine, loving purpose that helps not only herself but the world. And what that did is it just. I mean, it's just been astronomical. And like I said before, she's gotten nine speaking engagements, back to up, lined up, you know, back to back to back, online and in person. And uh, so she's – it's just unbelievable the amount of success a man can have just when they're doing it in a way that is, you know, um, kind, loving, giving back, and genuine. And with all of our collaborative books, we do the same thing. Um, we are – um, committed to, you know, giving something back. It may not be a lot. Usually with most of our uh, smaller collaborative books, it's $200 to a, to a charity. Sometimes it's 500 depending on the book. But it's giving something to say that when you buy this book and when you write for this book, it's not just about writing. It's not just about, um, you know, we, we got to get that money in. It is about um, taking it to the next level and every time every time we do that i'm going to i'm going to be emotional about it because every time we do that with any of the books that we have i don't know it just changes the world doesn't it it just changes the world little by little by little and it makes a major difference
0: so I yeah agree she's, she's done really
3: well yeah. yeah she's done really well with that book it's going to continue to go and go and go um, you know she's she's selling copies like hot cakes and It's just making a – and it's also making a difference. So,
2: yeah. Any other questions that you have of Kira, Ms. Linda?
1: Um, Kira, I love that. And one of the phrases or one of the things that I've read recently is what you've described as what's called um, social entrepreneur. Somebody asked me Mm. the other day, what does that mean? And I said, well, they're entrepreneurs that have a, um, a focus on society and wanting to leave the place, uh, leave earth, or leave what they're doing um, a little bit better. And I have to say that you and Todd are certainly adding to that. So it definitely does make a difference. It doesn't sound like a lot, like you said, $200 and $500. But the people that are receiving it, that's a lot. That's a lot. That can make a big difference in their lives. So, Kira, if somebody is listening right now and they're going, oh, "Oh, she is uh, one woman that I want to get to know more about and want to know more (laughs) about her as a publisher. How would they find out more information about you and Todd? So
3: you just go out to asyouwishpublishing.com, and As You Wish comes from The Princess Bride. (laughs) We haven't gotten in trouble for this yet, so (laughs) we we don't intend to get in trouble for it. But um, we, uh, we, we, when Wesley says to Buttercup, as you wish, he really means I love you. And yeah. I think that we take that stance in everything that we do with every author that we work with because it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be right. We, we have T-shirts online at threadless, A-Y-W threadless and, and one of them says authentic, not perfect uh, with a, because we, we want people to know that we want your real true self because we, we have editors to do all the rest of the stuff. Um, but we want you, you know, your heart, your passion, your joy. So when you look at our offerings, there's a lot of things on there right now. We've got two free webinars. One is profitably publishing um, your book. So before you publish, before you even get your book published, knowing what you need to do. Another free webinar that we have out there, and it's right on our home page. Another free uh, offering is um, self-confidence, self-esteem building for writers. So that's something free people can look at. Um, We also have uh, the Hope book that is any of the profits that we get from that book are going to go to Hearts Helping Humanity. Um, And that's just a 50-word quote. You want to get in a book, you want to be able to write uh, into your bio, I've contributed to a book, or I'm an author, that could be a good place to start. We're taking all submissions that have to do with helping people feel more hopeful in this uh, interesting time. So, um, so yeah, we've we've got, and then of course you can always look at um, at our publishing packages. We have everything from eBooks all the way up to I want to be a best-selling author. I want to get that marketing done. I want to launch my book the right way, and I want I want
1: you to publish it. So, um, yeah, lots of options out there at com. Wonderful. Uh, Kira, we're down to the wire here, and I want to make sure that we get those last three questions in. The first one is, other than a coach, who would you say has influenced you the most? Oh, boy, other than a coach.
3: Um, Well, I'm inspired by my authors every day. I would say mm-hmm. um, you guys inspire me. Linda and Vicky inspire me. Um, you guys, you guys have a way of of just helping someone know that what they're doing matters. You are so good at that, and you know because no matter how successful a person becomes or perceives success, we still need people in our lives to go. I like you. You're a good mm-hmm. girl. You got the right things happening. You know, um, I feel so, always so good, Linda, when you say that to me. As far as like, you know, oh, I love when you do that, or I love that you're doing that right now, and that just lights me up. When I mean, Vicki is just so sweet and kind to me, you know, and you, you always, Vicki, has something sweet and kind to say to me. It's just so lovely. So, and as far as that goes. Anywhere else beyond that, I would say my grandmother was the foundational uh, source of unconditional love in my life uh, growing up, so she was a major influence there, and then I've had a ton of mentors, teachers, you know, and then those who were outside of my, you know, media awareness, Wayne Dyer, uh, Marion Williamson, you know, um, people that uh, just really mattered in my development.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and Kira, it's wonderful because you're able, um, what you're um, talking about is there are inspirational people around you everywhere and they can influence you just by an action, just by a word that they say. So folks, if you're listening, just know that if you feel that You need to hear something special, or maybe you need to have that special connection. It's there. It's just a matter of acknowledging it. The second question here is um, the show is Love That Speaker Radio Show. So, Kira, what would be two traits that make a successful speaker?
3: I think you got to be passionate and easy in front of a crowd with a good tone and inflection in your voice quality.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Make it bare bones here. You got to love mm-hmm. what you're talking about and be comfortable in that space. And it takes practice to learn how to do that. Not everybody just kind of comes out and goes, oh, this is it. And I, and I practice a lot too, you know, um, when I've had opportunities to speak on the stage with, you know, like, it's uh, celebrate your life where there's a thousand people in front of me. I had three minutes, not even that. I maybe had maybe had a minute and a half, and I needed to get across a very poignant thing in that minute and a half. So when people come to me and they say to me, "Oh, I don't know, I can't write that thing in a thousand words," yes, you can. Or I can't say that thing in three minutes. Yes, you can. You just have to practice it over and over and over again. But, yeah, being passionate and easy.
1: Mhm. hmm mm-hmm. Very good point because um, sometimes speakers think, oh, I can't talk for 30 to 45 minutes. Honey, you don't have to. They're not going to give you – 30 to 45 minutes to talk on that stage. <laughs> no. no, they will not. <laughs> right. So let's get real here. You got a minute and a half, and I think you can say something in a minute and a half. Just pick your words wisely. The last question here, Kira, is what is your speaker's superpower? Oh, boy. See, and you,
3: I had to write it down because you had to tell me. <laughs> um you so and i believe this is true too um i help people feel safe um get outside of their comfort zone i love boosting people's confidence i love seeing the best in people and um and building community those are the things that i really feel that i am passionate about and i am really good at um, when it comes to actually stage speaking and, um, you know, I'm pretty good at selling back of the room type of stuff, that, that, because like what I said before, when people experience you, they want to experience you more. So never be afraid to say, hey, by the way, my book's in the back of the room. Hey, by the way, I know you want to learn more from me. You know, let yourself be that person. My husband says, you know, when you set yourself on fire, somebody's going to come to watch. And that's true when you're speaking, and I feel like I do that when I speak. I feel like I set myself on fire. People are going to come to watch. They may or may not like it, but they're going to at least give me a little bit of their attention for a moment. And in that moment, I'm going to connect with them so genuinely and help them know that they are not alone in this. They can speak, and what they have to say is important, even if it's not
1: polished. Mm. I love that, Kira. Kira, one more time, if somebody's listening right now and they think, oh, my gosh, that Kira Schaefer, she is a firecracker, and I need to get in touch with her. How would they do that, Kira? <laughs>
3: you are got to go out to asyouwishpublishing.com. We've got really cool choices. You know, if you're, if, if you're looking for confidence, it's, there's a button for it. If you're looking to be um, uh, make money with your book, there's a button for it. You just click whatever button applies to you, and you are going to get to me. As AsYouWishPublishing.com is the best place to, uh, to, to get a hold of uh, our free content and um, being able to move forward
2: with your passion your dream of being a writer.
1: Love it. Kira, thank you so much. Vicki,
2: you have any other questions for Ms. Kira? I don't have a question, but I have a comment. In the very first book that I contributed to, it was called When I Rise, I Thrive with As You Wish Publishing. And in the beginning of this book, the dedication is to the writers of the world who have begun to believe that their story matters. And there's a quote from Kira, and I'm going to share this with y'all. In the darkness, the tender seed believes the sun is there even before the rays first kiss. Oh, and I, love I that, Cinderella. That was really
1: good.
3: Who
2: wrote that? That was good. <laughs> you did, girlfriend. And, you know, I I think that there is so much wisdom and so much joy that she puts into her work. I know I've experienced it firsthand, and I'm very grateful for you, Kira. Thank you for being oh, on I our show. I love you.
1: Oh, yes,
3: of Thanks course. Again.
2: I love
1: you, and Linda, so yeah. much. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks again, Kira. We appreciate your time today. Thank you. Miss Vicky. I tell you what, she is a firecracker.
2: <laughs> Isn't she, though? I, think yeah. I have been very blessed in knowing her, experiencing yeah. her work. I highly recommend As You Wish Publishing for want-to-be writers. Somebody who has a story to tell, check it out. It is really a great place to go. And they'll walk you through the process.
1: What I love is, like you said, they walk you through the process. But they do further than that, Vicki. I think they hold Mm -hmm. your hand and
3: Mm -hmm. coddle
1: you in a way that you do feel safe in every step. And for those that are listening and they've never written a book before, this can scare your britches off. But mm-hmm. it's it making this step, committing to participating in a collaboration book is a great way. Not only to get your story out there, but folks, you've got all these other authors that you can connect with. And now, like Kira does so well, she creates a community one book at a time, and I love that, Vicky.
2: I think that there is such a, a connection between confidence and your own personal view of who you are, that they help create active dreams through the books and through the sales of those books. There's something magical about when you see as an author that you're suddenly, you have your own Amazon Central author page, that your book Has your name in the you know the title or the the contents that show that you have put yourself out there? There is something really amazing about that experience.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: It
1: definitely is. Well, Vicki, we've come down to the end of the show, and I've got our quote for us here. So today's quote that I'm leaving with you today, folks, is: "It's none of their business that you have to learn to write." Let them think you were born that way. The, the author of that quote, Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. Wow. Let me read that one more time. It's none of their business that you have to learn to write. Just what we were talking about today. Let them think mm-hmm. you were born that way. At some point, he must have experienced that. Um, so folks, if you have a story, you're born to write that story. You may not be born a writer, but you were born to write that story. Vicki, this has been a great show. Uh, As always, I love you being my co-host here.
2: I love you being my co-host too, Linda. We have such fun together, and every single show is that way. So thank you. Thank you for being there.
1: Absolutely. Folks, thanks for being with us on Love That Speaker radio show, and we'll be here next time, so I hope you join us.
0: Bye bye. Thanks for joining us today on Love That Speaker Radio Show. If you want to be a Love That Speaker expert, sharing your insights and wisdom with the world, contact us at lovethatspeaker at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hope you love that speaker, and we look forward to seeing you next time when we bring you more dynamic speakers. If you are looking for a dynamic speaker, please contact us at lovethatspeaker at gmail.com.